This is a podcast without a number. It comes from a conversation I had with uh, other meditators in our weekly online gathering. And it, to me, really speaks to one of the main jobs I have on a daily basis, uh, which is choosing to behave as if I belong here. I guess I'll call this the art and science of stepping into the unknown. There was a uh, conversation that Martha Graham had with uh, Agnes DeMille, uh, Martha Graham being a choreographer and Agnes DeMille being a, a dancer she worked with. And it's sometimes presented as a letter, but it actually comes from autobiography or memoir of Agnes DeMille and a conversation she had with Martha Graham where uh, Martha Graham says, there is a vitality, a life force, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, nor how valuable it is, nor how it compares with other expressions. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep open and aware directly to the urges that motivate you. Emphasis on you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction whatever at any time. There is only a queer divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. And that's written uh, from artist to artist, but you know, even Maharishi, one of, one of the only books that he published was uh, The Science of Being and the Art of Living, in, in which he, he uh, discusses the actual science of getting in touch with what we are that is other than our, our uh, small fear-based mind. Um, and then the art of the expression of that thing we are that is other than our small fear-based mind. Just the fact that I can call it the fear-based mind uh, suggests why it's not a, a good thing to operate from because it is based in fear. It's based in the need to survive. And it will always see the reasons not to do a particular thing. It will always point out to me the reasons not to engage, not to love, not to enter into uh, any of the interactions that, that life offers me. Because at the very least, if it's not in danger of dying or being wounded, uh, it, it doesn't want to lose anything that it already has. And it will settle for small and uh, inadequate rather than open itself up to having something that is more than adequate. It will choose a small, uncomfortable existence rather than allow itself in the form of me to step into situations open to 
the experience of, of life itself, open to the experience of the joy of living. The, the fear-based mind will always speculate what could go wrong and how terrible that will be. And it tells me, don't do it. Just don't do it. Just be depressed. Just go have a cookie. Just let someone else do it. Just take care of my own small area of the planet, of the city, of the block, of, of my home. You know, I have a friend who has a man cave. He goes to his man cave when it gets to be too much in the in the the home that he's living in, with the children and the uh, spouse and the dogs and the workmen. He goes into his man cave. That's the ego saying, "It's, it's all too much. I just I can't handle it. I, I've got to get away." And it's not wrong. It's just we we I need to be aware of when I'm doing that, and. And when I do become aware that I'm doing that, that I just want to retire from life or resile from life is, is, a, is a word I think that is uh, appropriate here. I'll have to look that up to see if I used it properly. When I find myself wanting to step away, wanting to not take the chance of being seen as an idiot or unworthy or... Uh, unworthy of love or not belonging. I take it as an indicator that I am not listening to some deeper truth of me. And then I, I get to open myself to the question of what is it that I'm unwilling to see at this moment? What is it that I'm unwilling to feel? really at this moment what is it that i'm unwilling to own about my uh, uh, experience at this moment and for me it often has to do with uh, you know grief sadness sorrow loss a, a certain season a certain uh, anniversary a, a certain disappointment in life a certain configuration that my mind has shown me of my life that uh, shows me it's not working and why even bother it's only going to be the ever repeating known of just okay or just just under okay so why even engage just take a pass and then doing the work to get in touch whatever work I do or whatever work I can bring myself to do or simply knowing that it's there to be engaged with to be dropped into or really to be dropped through because what I'm almost always talking about is meditation job one get in touch with what I am that is other than the mess of my humanity get in touch with what I am that is other than all these thoughts and feelings all these understandings and misunderstandings of life all of these wounds seemingly that that life has offered me that i've offered myself that other people have offered me get in touch with the transcendental truth of of life spirit consciousness the uh, the subtle field underlying all things get in touch with that and then progressively 
find the way to bring awareness of and connection to that underlying truth into our eyes open state into our experience of the world so there's the the underlying field we get in touch with that then we come back out into the world and if there is something locked away in between and this is an arbitrary image that i'm giving you here it doesn't really stack up like that but it's a paradigm through which we can look at it if there's garbage here the flow is not going to occur readily especially if i'm static in nature if i'm just sitting in my chair being depressed and despondent there's no flow going to occur from that underlying truth of life into this uh, uh, expressed experience of life. But when I become aware that there is garbage there, and I'll just call it garbage because it's not that it's, it's not, look, it, life, life, life hurts. Life is uncomfortable. It's not for uh, the faint of heart to engage in being a human and to engage in having your heart open and to engage in being a daughter or a son, a mother or a father, a brother or a sister, a, a co-worker, a, a boss, a, a, an employee, being a meditator, being a social influencer. I don't think there's a lot of those here, but we influence something. It's it's not for the faint of heart to to be all of those things. And each of those things that I mentioned, we even define ourselves in terms of relationships. You can't be a brother without a sibling. You can't be a a, a daughter without a, a father and a mother. You can't be these things other than in relationships. So if I'm just operating from this surface experience of myself and in relationship to all of these, you know, and I just mentioned the ones that are right there in the four, everything is a relationship. But if I'm operating just from the surface of this fear-based experience, then I am not going to be sharing myself with these relationships that clearly are valuable to me, that are there to reflect back to me how I'm doing, reflect back to me who I'm being, reflect back to me, am I offering myself to the world or not? showing me the effect I'm having on the world. So if I don't deal with all of these knots, let's call them knots, that exist between the transcendent and the, the expressed, I'm not going to be offering myself to these relationships. Now there's a paradox here in that all these knots seem to have been caused by all these relationships. You know, we have the knots of, of uh, uh, bad parenting. Whether we were the bad parents or we had the bad parents, we we have the knots of broken relationships, of failed marriages and and uh, love affairs. We we have the knots of uh, disappointments in 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 business, disappointments in friendship, betrayal in friendship. All of these seem to have caused these knots within our system. And meditation is about softening up the field within which these knots exist and then allowing the energy of those knots to flow out of us this is one of the greatest gifts of 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 meditation and 
the clearing doesn't really happen unless we're engaged in the process of expression. Uh, hence the, the, the reading of the, the Martha Graham. It's not a letter, but what, what do we call it? A, a monologue, a diatribe, a instruction. We're engaged in the art of living. And unless we put ourselves into a situation and a position where we must express, where we must be present, where we must offer ourselves to the world in the form of all of these relationships, we're going to end up at the mercy of these knotted experiences of life in here and the thoughts generated by these knotted experiences of life. You know, if you're, if you're in grief and not dealing with it, it's not as if the grief goes away until you're ready to deal with it. It weighs you down. And it, it requires energy to hold it away from us, whether we feel like we're exerting that energy or not. Oftentimes it feels as if it's stuck somewhere and we have no access to it, but we're choosing to leave it stuck someplace. We're choosing to push it away. And then the real tragedy occurs with that energy that we're pushing away triggers thoughts that tell us we're inadequate because we are, we've pushed away a bunch of our energy that tell us clearly we're not worthy of happiness because we've pushed away the feeling part of us that actually experiences happiness. And we've cut ourselves off from the place where happiness resides, where fulfillment lives that, uh, we have nothing to offer the world because, again, we've pushed away the very stuff of life that wants to be expressed in us and through us so that we're not offering anything to these relationships, anything to our relationship with the world. And, and it tells us that we can't open ourselves up to being engaged in these relationships in any real fashion or to be engaged in expression because being engaged means stepping into the unknown. Being in relationship, true relationship to anyone or anything means opening ourselves up to the new. And the voice says, Nothing good can come of that. You can't step into the new because you're inadequate and, and worthless. And the only thing that's going to be expressed from you is inadequacy and worthlessness. And it's going to be recognized by the people around you. And you'll have even more of a sense of inadequacy and wor worthlessness. And so along with the need to meditate regularly, and the need to recognize when we are keeping ourselves in a place of non-alignment with our truth and becoming aware of when we're letting ourselves be identified by the fear-based thinking and letting ourselves behave as if that fear-based thinking were telling us the truth. Along with all of that, there has to be the experience of stepping into the unknown. 
There's an article in, uh, I think it's the Washington Post today about doing improv 20 minutes a day improves your quality of life and, and lengthens your, uh, your life expectancy. That's what that is. It's stepping into the unknown, knowing that you're going to fail. You, you can't do improv on a stage unless you're willing to look like a complete idiot. It's the same with life. This is all improvisation. We don't know. I don't know how to talk to you people on December of 2022. I don't know how to do that. I've talked to people before, not at this age, not with these things going on in my life, not with this set of fear-based thinking going on in my head. Yes, it sounds like it has always sounded, but I'm sure it's... It's gathered some information over the years to throw at me. I have to find the willingness, though, to step out into the world with my attention on the world, with my attention on you, and practice being in the unknown. As if there is value to it. As if there is something maybe not to be gained from it I, I i it is to be gained from it but i don't want to use the 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 idea of gain and loss but with the idea that it's my duty to be engaged with the world why else do i have this body why else do i have this nervous system other than to engage with the world in uh, other than to engage in the relationships that make up the whole of the relative world you know we engage in spiritual work in spiritual talk and in meditation yes to to feel better about ourselves yes to find a way to be more comfortable in this body and and yes in, uh, by way of getting in touch with what we are that is other than the problem of us. But what we're really doing it for is to engage in the work of soul itself, which is something along the lines of we were given this extraordinary gift of a human form, this capacity to, to sense deeply The world around us and to feel deeply the effect of the world around us on us we've been given all of these tools through which we can engage with and relate to all of the multiplicity all of the people, all of the things, all of the spaces, all of the moments. We've been given all of these gifts that come online in our relationships to the world in order to have an experience here. And if I'm not engaging with the world through those tools, I'm not following my assignment and I'm not offering myself the extraordinary gift of being alive.
I'm surviving, but I'm not being alive. Martha Graham says it there. This queer divine dissatisfaction that keeps us moving forward and keeps us more alive than the rest. Not just artists, but all of us. Everyone here who meditates is you're you're more alive than your friend who doesn't meditate simply because you're engaged in the process of knowing yourself more fully, knowing yourself more deeply, and then engaging with the world from that deeper knowingness and from that broader uh, experience of yourself and, and broader connection with yourself, broader ownership of yourself and of your capacity to be in the world. All of the indicators are that we're here for some reason and that the reason has to do with spirit soul consciousness and if it only had to do with spirit soul consciousness we wouldn't have to be here we'd be somewhere else just being you know floating spirit just having the the spirit experience of each other but we were given these nervous systems in order to embody that spirit, in order to have experiences of each other and with each other, in order to have the gift of feeling fully what it's like to be truly alive in a nervous system and engaged with and relating to other nervous systems. And finding the way to do that and know ourselves as spirit at the same time. And then to see what happens. Because in my experience, if I'm aligned with that deepest inner truth, and non-aligned with, unaligned with, not paying deep attention to that, that fear-based thinking. Even the mistakes come out okay. Even the mistakes are fun. Even the mistakes are can be delightful. Even the mistakes can take me to places I would never have dreamed of going to, and that have ended up being some of the most uh, delightful memories in, in, in my life. And I don't even have to know what or where that deepest inner truth is. I simply have to know, I simply want to know that it's something other than the fear-based thinking. This is what people, you know, when people say, you know, what would Jesus do? What they're asking is, what would I do if I weren't terrified? What would I do if I were fully aligned with life, if, if I were uh, uh, knowing myself as God in the, in, the, in the shape of a human? What would I do if I could see myself the way some enlightened being saw me? If I could feel myself the way some enlightened being feels themselves? If I could give myself permission to, to be alive and to be an expression of something other than what I already know? What would I do if I could trust that stepping into the new would offer me and offer the world something it hasn't seen before? 
something I haven't seen before, something I haven't been before, something I haven't said before, an experience of love I hadn't, haven't had before, an experience of healing and of allowing all of this garbage to line itself up so that the expression that comes out of me is informed by my experiences, but not, not held back by my experiences. What would life be like then? I'll end with this. Dharma is about, it's not our duty, it's about finding our place in the flow of things. And doing whatever it is we're doing in the world, whether it's for play, for fun, for art, or for uh, work, doing whatever it is we're doing with the sense that it matters, with the sense that we belong here, with the sense that I've been given this vehicle in order to use it. And as I use it in this thing that I do, playing tennis or gardening or uh, writing or, or speaking or checking out groceries, doing it with a sense of being alive and of engaging with the world from someplace other than my fear-based thinking, getting present to the world and using what I'm doing as an opportunity to share with the world the who and the what of me and to share with the world the deepest experience of me. Not so that they'll love me, but so that they will give themselves permission to have a bit more of that expression themselves. It's my job to do that. It's, it's all of our jobs to do that. And when we do it with each other, the whole situation is uplifted, no matter what. Today, I will remind myself that I am something other than this fear-based thinking. And I will step into at least one situation, one relationship with the idea of giving, with the idea of fully listening, with the idea of not knowing what's going to happen next and expecting it to go well, expecting it to have value. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.